Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm super, super excited for our guest today. She is going to be sharing all kinds of good stuff. She's the founder of a company called Soul Work. And so if you are, depending on where you are in your journey, like I know now 20 years in entrepreneurship, like spiritual and, and prayers and blessings and all those words having a foundation of being a spiritual person, y'all, it works. Like without my faith, I don't know where I would be. I grew up Catholic, but now I just go to a non-denominational church. It's, it's a, that's a whole nother story and a whole nother podcast. But this is what she is going to be talking about because really it's a key, it's really, it really is the key to success. And even if you aren't spiritual, I want you to listen to the podcast today because there's going to be some great takeaways and some great nuggets that if you are spiritual or if you're not, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be able to walk away with, hmm, these are some things that I should think about and consider. So I'm super excited. Audie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Angela. It's such an honor to be here and to all your listeners. I'm so thankful to, to have the time to, to share what I love. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay. So we were just chatting before we started recording you guys. Um, she's in one of my favorite places in the whole world. Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I will say is when it comes to spirituality and um, just getting my butt in gear of like when I need to GSD and get shit done, like I go to Cabo because it brings me such joy of like looking out over the horizon and it just, it pumps me up to like get shit done. But before we jump in and talk all about that, and I want to know more about soul work too, tell us a little bit about your journey. Like how have you gotten to where you are today in doing all the soul work that you're working on? Cause there has to be a story and there has to be a journey of how you decided to really dedicate entrepreneurship to this. Yes, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Indianapolis, you know, not too, too far from Nashville um, and, you know, pretty conservative kind of environments. Um, and I just from a very, very young age, I experienced a lot of death in my life and my family. I was blessed with this big, beautiful family. And so I was in a position early um, to ask myself these deeper questions about life and why we're here and what we're supposed to do with it. And I really um, became almost obsessed uh, with potential, with actualizing my potential and how I could use my, my voice, my body, uh, my life to soften the burden of others. And so I started my journey in Indianapolis um, and then eventually went and studied philosophy of social justice and studied all these great Western thinkers. And, and again, continuing this journey into 
life and what it is, why we're here, what does it mean to be aware of ourselves and just really, really wanted to create a beautiful life for myself. So right after college, I moved to Costa Rica um, and I started a um, working with a nonprofit organization there. And I started this journey of working with different NGOs. Shortly after that, I worked with another organization and I was traveling all around the world. I was in Thailand and then I'd be in Cambodia and then in India and then back in Costa Rica and Guatemala. And we were working with all of these um, different global initiatives and projects. Um, so many different incredible things I was able to see, you know, going into the deep, deep jungles of Ecuador and meeting with the indigenous populations there. Um, we were in Calcutta working with the human trafficking rescue centers and projects. And so what we would do is we would um, recruit these groups. And so it was this tourism um, based company and these groups would fund these incredible projects that we were seeing all around the world. And so I was exposed to so much heartbreak and trauma and oppression and systemic injustice. Um, and I was doing this life of, you know, hopping around the world and hotels and airports. And I just got to this place where I was, you know, burnt out. I know so many people, you know, share the story of, you know, kind of diving into the corporate life or into professional life. And there's just kind of comes this day when <laughs> we just have to make a change. And so that's when I decided to found Soul Work. And so at that point, I had already I'd spent, you know, some months in India and I'd been teaching yoga. I was curious about yoga and these uh, alternative uh, spiritual healing arts. And so in 2014, we founded Soul Work and we started educating leaders in social justice. So we offer um, yoga teacher trainings and opportunities for people to come and take space to really ask themselves the questions of their heart um, and to have an opportunity, you know, immersed um, with themselves, with these ancient teachings to really get clarity on how it is that they're meant to be of service to others. So it's been a beautiful um, journey these last years of, of continuing to serve so many people from all around the world. We have this beautiful community, a global community um, of people that are passionate about social justice, that are wanting to um, dive, you know, either enhance their journeys in entrepreneurship or start their companies um, with this uh, place of, of heart-centered um, service. So it's it's been just such a joy to, to serve and, and to be in the world in this way. It's just, it's so cool because you don't really realize how much you need things like yoga and meditation. And like, I'm so effing high strung. And like the last, like, I guess meditation like yoga type thing that I did was at an event and I had my team there and they're all like, you know, lay down. It was like a um, sound bath thing and mm -hmm. it was really cool and it was really neat and it was an hour and um, it's hard to relax. Like the whole time I'm sitting there thinking because we were actually also doing the event, I was thinking like, what is happening? Like, is the caterer setting up? Is the food going to be ready? <laughs> like when everybody gets up from yoga time. And so do you have any like success stories that you can share with us from like just entrepreneurship where, and you may even have your own 
or some of your clients where you help them like really turn it off. And when I have learned, like when I am in Cabo, sometimes I will take a few days and we turn it off and I like sit at the beach and listen to a book or like try to do something that's non-work, but it's really, really hard. And so for those of us, especially me, who's and other people that are listening, that are like high strung, who know that that's important, but like, is there anything that you recommend or again, success stories that you can share where it's really helped people get more in tune with like, and more in alignment with like, what, what is the next thing? Like, where do they need to be going? Where does their energy need to, to go in order to like, keep going? Cause it can be exhausting sometimes like running your own business. So any yes. stories, any thoughts? Yes, absolutely. So I think that something that's really interesting when we start into this journey of entrepreneurship, and I know that, you know, in any type of coaching and when we get started in this kind of work, we are typically coached on coming into our why, you know, why it is that we're doing what we're doing. And I know that something that you really celebrate, Angela, is this, you know, being productive and not being busy, you know, because I yes. think this glorification um, of busy that we, we see. And so we can come into this place where we feel that we need to be successful and whatever that means to us based on our upbringing and, and all of these different kinds of things. And so we can start to work on growing our business or, you know, increasing our financial health or whatever it is but it can come from this place of a disconnect from our true self, our true values. And ultimately, oftentimes it can be a question of, of self-worth, you know, that we're trying to somehow prove to others um, that we are worthy. And sometimes this can get us on a, a path that actually breeds more discontent and, and dissatisfaction. You know, I talk to a lot of people, especially people that operate at a, at a high level, um, that are ultimately pretty actually unhappy, you know, in, in their lives. And I think that a lot of that comes from this doership without taking the space and time to really reflect on our own personal values and why it is that we're doing what we're doing in the first place, you know? And so taking um, space and time to be in stillness, to work with these practices of meditation, to come into um, deeper inquiry with, you know, our hearts and our heart desires and what really drives us as human beings. And if we can shift and, and adjust our business so that ultimately it becomes a, a creative reflection of who and what we are, rather than kind of trying to, to prove our worth to the external world, there's this incredible shift that can happen where our businesses ultimately become um, creative expressions of who we are kind of in the core of our human humanity, rather than, um, you know, just kind of this attempt to heal, you know, unresolved wounds or trauma or, um, you know, this busyness can become an addiction, you know, similarly to alcohol or Netflix or Instagram scrolling or our yeah. business can kind of become a way to, to cope with the, the hurt and the anxiety in our heart. So when we take the space and time to actually dive into that and to work, um, you know, to heal ourselves in this soul level, we can really start to operate and show up in the world in a way that's um, so much, you know, healthier and that actually can create an experience of a fulfillment for us. Um, and so, you know, I've worked with people, uh, we've trained, you know, over 2000 leaders at this point. Yeah. So I've had the, the joy of, yeah, the joy of working with so many people in, in different capacities. Um, and ultimately, I think that that shift of recognizing that our creative business life can, and I would argue should, 
um, come from, you know, this kind of creative pulse, this, this passion that we have internally, instead of just kind of selling our hours, or our lives for money, you know, what does it mean to, to be creative artists in our, in our business lives? Um, and, and for it to be, you know, really, really fulfilling, you know, the work that we're doing out in the world. Because ultimately, you know, this is our, our impact. This is our life. This is our legacy. You know, to take space to reflect on those things, I think, is incredibly important, you know, for the fulfillment of the human being. Absolutely. So I know that you do a lot of online education and like mainly for holistic health practitioners. Uh-huh. But I would love to know more about just did you get into the whole online education platform because of the pandemic or was this something that you knew? Cause exactly what you just said, trading time for money, which is something I used to do. And a lot of people, that's just what we know until you're introduced to something different. And, you know, many years ago, I was introduced into affiliate marketing and online courses and online education and dabbled in it and, and had some different things going on. But I know for us, COVID really gave us opportunity to like redo and update and really focus on it. But is that something that you've been doing for a long time? Or is it something that you realized, like with the pandemic, you actually had time to like build it out? Yeah. So before COVID, you know, the, the old, the old normal, <laughs> the old way. <laughs> Yeah, we were in, I spent eight years living in Costa Rica. Um, and so in that time, we actually established a wellness center there. Um, very different than Cabo, but it's okay. uh, nestled in the jungle and it's, um, you know, it's in a farm and it's recycled container housing. Um, and we get up there, there's no Wi-Fi. You know, and these are intensives where people would come to Costa Rica for anywhere from five to 35 days, depending on the nature of the program. Um, and, you know, the hour, half the day in silence and meditation and yoga and clean eating. And it was really, really an intense um, process that we would guide people through. And of course, come March 2020, uh, we had to cancel our programs. I completely freaked out. I thought that I was going to have to go bankrupt. I had just funded a, a documentary film. Um, we had been to India, Nepal and a crew in Costa Rica. And it was all of these projects because we were growing, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but I was in such a sticky place and I thought that my life was over. And that's when we pivoted you know, to this online uh, training platform. And 2020 proved to be our most successful year yet. Uh, which is incredible. We're on track this year to have our first seven figure year, which I'm super, super excited Yay! about. Um, it's a big step for, for little old me. So I'm really, really thankful. Um, you know, but people are called right now, you know, they want that spiritual work. They want to um, find a way to live their life in alignment. I think 2020 really, you know, kind of brought people into this place of being quarantined and having to reflect on their relationships and their values. And so many people lost their jobs and trying to figure out what's next, you know. So we launched our programs in around May and it's been just such an incredible blessing because as well with the center in Costa Rica, I mean, we've been selling out for years, but we could only sell, you know, 24 seats at a time because we're Mm -hmm. offering accommodation meals, et cetera. And some of our programs now, you know, we just graduated a group not too long ago, you know, 200 leaders that we were able to, to work with at once, um, which is just, you know, to see the, the scalability um, of what we've been able to do through soul work with this, you know, curse and blessing of, of COVID has been, um, you know, incredible. So we're, we're able to, to connect people to, and there's so many sil- silver linings to this work because I'll be in a, in a training and I'm teaching somebody in Australia, somebody in Japan, somebody, 
you know, we have a, a huge Latina community as well in Peru and Costa Rica and Mexico and in the United States and in Canada and all over Europe. And so it's really created a, a beautiful opportunity for people from all around the world to come together in this work in a way um, that's just taken everything, you know, to the next level. So yeah, so it definitely that's wasn't amazing. a vision, um, but it's right? been an incredible blessing. And, and, you know, we've just been rolling with it and, and just, you know, sticking with, you know, whatever's coming next, we're just, we're ready now. So yeah. But like, good for you. Like, congratulations, because I know we had a few clients like that where they're like, we're doing big events and they're like, oh shit. Like we were set up to make a half a million dollars in revenue. And this is our main event of the year. And, you know, I'm like, just chill out. Like we can build online. Like we do have the tools and the technology and there's so many resources that a lot of us never even had the time to tap into, nor do we need to tap into it because we were so busy. And you even said at the beginning of this, it's like, are you busy doing the right things? And so if you've got the right people in place and a good team around you, no matter what, what you're passionate about, you can take that anywhere. And so, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's just the, the silver linings of, of all that's gone down. It's like, I don't know if we'll ever go back to doing many in person because the stuff that we've been able to do online through education and the way that we're able to reach so many more people, give them affordable opportunities without the travel. If they would, a lot of people are like, I wouldn't have been, been able to do this because I didn't have the funds to travel or I didn't have the time or I have no one to take care of my kids or whatever it may be. And so the opportunities and the lives that you've been able to touch, like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. But is it mainly for like, can anybody access or be part of the education, like, are you on there teaching yoga classes or is it really just for health practitioners or can anybody be part of it? Well, something in, in as well, Angela, and learning more about you, something that I really appreciated was your background in, in psychology. Yeah. And, um, you know, we offer the, the core of our offerings are around educating yoga teachers. So people that are interested um, in the yoga teachings and a lot of people do a yoga teacher training without the intention of necessarily teaching. They're just curious about the meditation or the anatomy or the yoga philosophy. And it's difficult to find those kinds of things just in like public class experiences. Um, but something that we do with soul work as well is we really focus on this trauma informed pro approach, because what we're seeing is this mass um, surgence of people that are showing up for healing themselves. Um, and a lot of them are coming to kind of this alternative um, holistic healing modalities because things like you know therapy and, and all of these things are, are quite expensive. And so we think that it's incredibly important that yoga teachers or anybody that's working with the general public, especially around themes of healing or spiritual inquiry, that they have you know, at least the very, very, very basics in psychology and in trauma theory um, so that they know when you know they need to recommend um, another kind of professional. Um, a lot of times what we're seeing is, you know, the general public plagued by trauma, you know, we're seeing the, all of these issues with systemic oppression and the, the country has just been really, really suffering globally. We've been really suffering. And so what we really focus on is not only in educating, um, yoga teachers or people that are interested in, in yoga, but most specifically people that are wanting to work um, in social justice are wanting to work with vulnerable groups so that they have the, the basics of the teachings um, to be able to, to create, you know, really safe 
and welcoming spaces, because especially for people that have never done yoga before, you know, walking into a yoga studio or into an, a healing environment can feel really, uh, you know, off-putting or uncomfortable. And so we're wanting to see how yoga can become even more uh, mainstream and available to a whole new audience of people that maybe haven't even considered it before. And so we're really mm -hmm. passionate about supporting people as entrepreneurs um, in, in growing their impact and in creating experiences for people um, so that, you know, the a wider audience can really be served by the, the yoga theory and, and this experience of, of soul work. So, so are you guys, uh, I just remember the first time, so this was so many years ago, but this, there was this new thing called hot yoga again, many years ago. And a friend of mine actually worked in healthcare at the time. And, and then I had like my business on the side at the time. And so she drug literally, I'm like, I'm not a yoga person. Like, I don't know how to be quiet. And she, me and another girl, she's like, you guys, there's this new thing. Like we have to go, we have to get a package of 10 and blah, blah, blah. And we were all really, the three of us are really good friends at the time. And so me and my friend were like, all right, we'll go. Like, we're more like step and kickboxing girls, <laughs> not like necessarily yoga people. And at least that's what I thought. And so we go in, there's probably 50 people, like the max in that room was 50 people. And it was so intimidating. First off, it was hotter than a motherfucker. And I'm like, what have you drug us to? And so, but I felt after 90 minutes, first off, I thought I was going to pass out. And the teacher goes through and she's like, first off, you can't have your phone. Well, guess what? I had my phone. I was like, it's on vibrate. She's like, you can't have it in the room. So I had to like go put in a cubby. And clearly I didn't see the sign because I wasn't following the rules. And I'm sure the teacher like hated me. And so I'm like looking at my friend and I'm like, what is happening? It is so hot in here. And so, but the teacher was awesome because she like talked you through it. She's like, Who, who's first time in here? And, you know. Half the class actually raised their hand. I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only one in here. That's comforting. And my our friend had already been before. And so it was just like this, like you sweat. I sweated out like all the toxins and I really did thought I was going to faint. And I did sit down a few times. She told me to sit down. And, uh, you know, if you, if you felt queasy or whatever, but I, when, when the door opened up and we walked out, I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. And I'm like, okay, we'll commit to 10 packages. And then on a Saturday where we're all in there and this guy walks in and he sits down right in front of us. And my friend is like having like an epileptic, literally like shaking, like she had a problem. And I'm like, what is it? And she's like, that's Kenny Chesney. I'm like, what? She's like, Kenny Chesney, like the singer. And I'm like, I can't, I can't understand you. Like, we'll have to talk about it later, like whatever. But the whole, this girl was obsessed with Kenny Chesney. He's a country artist that lives in Nashville. And the whole reason she wanted to go to hot yoga is so she could see him in a hot yoga class because he <laughs> talked about it at a flipping concert that she had just come from. So there was like this whole big story, but we, and, and I, I did it, I did it for a while and we would notice like a lot of Nashville celebrity people, but would, they would come in and the women, no makeup, you know, hair, but just sweating. Mm -hmm. Um, but is that something that you like, do you all do like different types of yoga or do like, what are your thoughts? Do you do hot yoga? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Some people are like, that is just not safe. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that there should probably be a little bit more precautions around who they're inviting into that, that room. Gotcha. And it speaks to the importance of the quality of the education of the instructor. 
Because I think sometimes when we put people into really intense, um, you know, it's like, was that, that instructor know what to do when a student goes into a seizure, you know, (laughs) like these kinds of things. And they happen, you know, um, you know, in yoga, in, in Costa Rica, it's naturally very, very hot. So that, that quality of, of sweating and, and we as humans, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. We feel like we're moving through something, we're accomplishing something and we're releasing the toxins of the body. Um, and we're feeling our body become, you know, stronger. And there's this, this chemistry in the mind. And this is just, this is an all yoga, not just hot yoga. I think hot yoga is really good for people um, that when they're first finding it and they do, you know, really crave intensity, you know, there's some people that just love that intensity. I think it's a great doorway, but ultimately, um, you know, the, the goal is to get more quiet, you know? So I think that, that that can be a a really great place, you know, for people to start. And a lot of people really enjoy that discipline. I know I, um, had years of that kind of practice as well. And then ultimately, you know, what we're working towards is to, to be able to find that feel good feeling in, in any state, right? We don't need that intensity um, in order to kind of bring out all of the anxiety so that we can feel still. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, but a, a lot of people start that way, you know, and I think that it's, um, it's a good doorway, you know, however you find the practice, if it makes you feel good and more confident and um, more connected to yourself and healthier, you know, I think that it can be um, beautiful to, to start, you know, wherever, wherever the door opens for you. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I know that when the pandemic started and I know kind of like all events just like completely shut down, however, it is going to come back, you guys, like it is. And I think it's really going to come back with a bang like now that vaccines are rolling out and people feel more safe traveling. But I know that for your community, like in-person events really matter. Now, regardless if it's large or like you said, I think what you guys pivot, you had to pivot to like what you said, 24 in your classes. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I've even found like in, in small intimate groups, like I spoke to a group of eight women for a mastermind group that came to Nashville a few weeks ago and the girl that hosted it. Um, I'm like, did you tell them Nashville's like the highest numbers like in the world this week? And she's like, Oh God, no. She's like, don't say anything. <laughs> she's like, but they're like, they're in super good health. And if it was that bad, like the airports would have shut down. And I'm like, I know we're all risk takers here. It's going to be okay. But, um, just having like a small intimate group and discussion with them, I led like a, a two hour kind of psychology methodology, like fun team building activity. So I was the opener for her weekend to get to better know her audience. None of them had ever met in person. They were all, um, they all met on social media and then they joined this mastermind group of like women empowerment together. And it was just, it was so fun, like even in that small group. So even if you're in an eight or 24 or 50 or a hundred, tell us like what you've learned and what your experience has been as to why the in-person events like really do matter for entrepreneurs and to have some type of an outlet like this. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, feel pretty isolated and and what really, really lights them up. You know, I think that we all kind of walk through our lives and but we all kind of have that one quirky thing that that we really get excited about, you know, and I know for me with my, you know, I have my coach and I have my business masterminds as well. And when I have that call every week, you know, I'm around other people that are nerding out about 
conversions and traffic and, yep. you know, thank you page deals and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yep. I don't get the talking about language, <laughs> right? It, 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 what I, what I'm with my mom, you know, making breakfast in the morning, like that's not the space for me to do that. And so I think that something that's so incredibly beautiful about live events is that all of us, maybe we start online and we're digging and we're looking for like our people, you know? And so when you're able to, to find an event or a training or some sort of, you know, live experience, it's like an opportunity for all of these people who share that same spark, you know, that same passion to be able to come together. And there's this um, sense of, of like-mindedness that really supports us and um, being more intimate and open um, and curious. And I think too, there's something about these kinds of events is that people don't know you when you show up at an event like that. So it's almost like an opportunity to reinvent yourself in a way, you know, when we're with our partner, our families or our kids or whatever else, like they, there's kind of this expectation of who we are. But when we go into a live event experience like that, I feel like there's so much growth because we kind of get to know ourselves in a new, in a new way, in a new environment. We're able to be uh, more, more vulnerable and, and share things about our lives. And it's just, it's such a, whenever I'm in a container like that, with other like-minded people, I just, I feel, you know, how much growth I experience personally, um, spiritually, professionally, really at every level, you know, those kinds of intensive experiences really are um, life-changing, you know, so. Oh my gosh, you're so speaking my language, because I remember when I started to do, go to conferences, and think like completely had nothing to do with my industry, and then I had a friend that was doing lighting design for a lot of our events. And he's like, you have to join this group, this group called EO entrepreneur organization. He's like, these are our people. And I'm like, Blake, I don't effing have time. Like I'm already in other organizations. I sat on multiple boards. I'm like, I don't have any more bandwidth. And he's like, no, no, no. That's the thing I'm trying to tell you. You got to get, get rid of all this other stuff. And he's mm -hmm. like, if they're not bringing, he's like, I know you bring value and I know you want to help everybody, but you can't save the world because there's only so much time that you have with life. And we all have the same amount of time in a day. So he's like, but are you getting value? And I'm like, uh, I should think about that. I don't know. And so then I started to think very differently. And I started to think like, you know, as a woman, it makes you feel good that you can like solve everybody's problems and help them and give experience shares and advice. But like, what was I getting? And mm -hmm. usually it's like, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. And mm -hmm. I was putting myself in a position where, and again, I don't mean this like in a rude or an arrogant way, but I was so much further ahead than what everybody else was experiencing. And I wanted to be with people that were way further ahead than me in entrepreneurship so I could learn from them. And mm -hmm. so finally, like he never shut up about it. And so I like went to a meeting and met a few people and I'm like, oh my God, you're so right. Like these are our people. And then going to like the marketing conferences and the conversion conferences and the click funnel conferences and the, all those, you know, they pump you up in a whole different way. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that I was brought over into that world years ago because it, it doesn't happen overnight. That's for sure. Um, but it does create another source of revenue and it, in it, in a different way to think. And I love being in the masterminds with those people because I learned so much of that from them on like what not to do because mm -hmm. they're so much further ahead. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could not agree with you more. Like, it's just, it's so, so important. Do you have like a favorite story or an inspiring story or a favorite client or something 
that like a case study of someone that came to your center or came to an in-person event. And I'm sure you guys like do deep dives. And then at the end, people tell you like how this has changed. Like, do you have something that just really stands out that was super impactful for you? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, we have so many students that have gone on to start studios or retreat companies or nonprofit organizations. I mean, it's incredible. One of my students, it's always beautiful too, because the people that I've, the first round of training that I did was in 2015. And so now six years later, you know, kind of seeing where you kind of touch uh, someone's life and then to see what they've, um, you know, become afterwards um, has been so incredible. And, and my students with me as well, you know, it's every single training. I'm just so incredibly touched by my students and there's this incredible before and after. But with a, a particular student of mine, Lauren, um, she has just completely been able to build this beautiful life and company. She leads retreats all around the world um, and has been able to, to start this, this company where she's, you know, living and she's, she's young now. I think she'll, she'll start to get tired here before too long. Yeah. <laughs> able just to be, you know, in Asia and then in Europe and then in Central America and then living a, a really beautiful life in Northern California when she's not out in the world and, you know, working from her laptop and, you know, seeing somebody that came to us, you know, just fresh out of college with, you know, a degree, a four-year bachelor's degree, just not quite sure where to go. And then being able to introduce the the teachings, the foundations in business, the the theory of, you know, creating a life that you really love and, and not being willing to sacrifice that, you know, to see her now, you know, le- leading these, these programs all around the world and making good money and building your team and all those kinds of things. Um, it's just so incredibly inspiring to, to watch um, students, you know, leave and, and, and really follow their hearts and, and make money doing it. You know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a gift to, to witness. That's so awesome. It like, I'm the same way. It's like, but it feels, I'm assuming it feels great to like be the little seed planner. And uh-huh. then it's like, you know, to cheer people on and like watch them grow. And the more successful they are, like the happier they are and the happier I am for them because it's like, this all started, you know, as this little project or, or sometimes even a thought and you don't even know how to go about it or how to get your hands around it. But then when you put yourself in the right situations, um, it, it really changes the trajectory of your entire, not just your business, but your personal life, your professional life and your life as a whole. So thank you for sharing that. That, that is so awesome. Are there any other like last thoughts with giving people, I know you're big about giving people like the right tools to -hmm. make sure that they can achieve success. So as we wrap up, are are there any final thoughts and like, what are the right tools to make sure that any entrepreneurs listening that they truly can achieve success? Yeah. Finding your community and being extremely picky about your mentors Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that you're, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are a step ahead, just like what you were, you're sharing, Angela, you know, really recognizing where you envision yourself and then surrounding yourself with that kind of audience, because you can do it yourself. You can, and you're going to make a million mistakes that you don't have to make. If you just have somebody to tell you not to make it, you know? So I think that that's incredibly important. And then, you know, something that I know you talk about Angela too, but this, you know, discipline, with productivity and not doing, not saying yes to everything just for busy sake, but to make intelligent um, decisions around where you're wanting to put your time and energy. And remembering too, that freedom is the new money. 
right? I mean, we want to make good money as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Of course, you know, that's, I don't have to tell you that. Um, and if you're just waking up at seven every day and working till you go to bed at night, like what, you know, what are you really doing for yourself? You know? So I think that really reflecting on what it is that you want your life to look like, and then creating a business that matches this lifestyle that you envision, um, I think is, is it's important to, to remain focused on that. Um, because it can get tempting, just especially as you grow, you get more and more opportunities and all these different things start to happen for you. But to, to get firm in your no and, and to make sure that you're, you know, taking space and time to walk on the beach in Cabo or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do to keep your, your soul inspired. Because if not, you're just going to burn out and it's just not going to work. So, and yeah. it is a real thing in this. The, the, this small business that once started as like a passion thing turns into like this monster and you end up like hating it. At least I'm speaking for myself because that's what happened to me kind of. And burnout was like a real thing. And I didn't know how to get out of it. I just kept saying, yes, yes, yes. And I had to get a coach and a, to teach me like how to say no. And I hate saying no, I really do. No, just means not right now. Like if it's not, it's, if it's not in alignment with the three things on our board, on our vision board for that quarter, I can't do it right now. So you really have to know what you want and what's going to make you go and tick and and make you happy. So where can people connect with you? Like if they want to do people have to apply to like come to the in-person events or how can people find you with the online education platform? What, what's the best way? Yep. So you can go to soulwork.com um, and S O U L W O R K.com. And there you can find, there's so much there. We have a podcast there as well. There's tons of free content there for you. There's a documentary film that I referenced earlier that you can check out. It was an incredible project. It took us all over the world and our nonprofit work and everything else. Um, and yeah, there's lots of content there for you, things to, to keep you learning. And then you'll be able to find all of our upcoming programs there. We also do most of our programs in Spanish as well. So in case we have any native Spanish speakers listening that you know would be interested in Spanish, those are there for you as well. And I also just wanted to invite you guys, we do have an application process and typically the application process is going to determine um, financial need. But I just wanted you guys and I wanted to invite your listeners that if you do want to join us for anything through 2021, um, that you can just um, send us an email. You can find our contact mm-hmm. form there through the website and, and just mention that you heard about me on Angela's um, podcast. And I'm happy to, to grant you guys that 50% um, financial aid scholarship as well. So Yay. I just want to send that to everyone. Um, just, yeah, just mention that, that you heard about me through Angela and I'm happy That's to do that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You guys, you have to go look at the website. Like I'm sitting here scrolling. The first thing, which I love is like free e-training on how to be of service to others. Like this is amazing. I'm going to go download it and just looking at the pictures. I'm like, okay, I would love to do this. Are you going to expand to Cabo for any of your in-person I would love that. Yeah. I've been in the jungle and like the, the kind of rough in it, rustic jungle. I'm like, now I'm into my thirties. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to have different tastes. So maybe I'll start doing luxury retreats. I think that that that's not too far on the horizon though. I, I would love to yeah, get everybody out on the arch. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. When I was there in December, like I get super motion sick, but I was with oh, a friend. Me too. me too. I go out there on a yacht and I'm like so happy and so sick all the same time. Right? But like she kept, she kept, she's like, please get into a little boat. It's like a five minute ride over to the arch. And then there's a private beach over there. And there was a lot of people out on the beach. I don't know why the hell we left like a resort to go over into the city, but she, she had never been there. So she wanted to really look at like some of the local culture and the things the women were making on the beach. And, you know, of course I wanted to support her. So I was like, okay, somehow she talked me into it. And the, <laughs> this guy on the beach, he's like, it's, it, you know, I can't speak very, um, I don't speak Spanish, but he's like, it's just a, you know, it's like a five minute ride. Like you'll be okay. Like I promise. And, and, and it really was like the, the tide was really low that day. And so it wasn't like super crazy wavy. And, and it was, it was a five minute ride, but it was the coolest thing. I'm like, I cannot believe I've been to Cabo so many whales? times. Oh my gosh. Whales? We yeah. saw whales. And Good. then we also saw these seals. And then uh -huh. we got, I mean, we got right there by the arch and like got some pictures and then went to the private beach. And it really truly was, I mean, there were probably 20 people like on this whole private beach. It was and we could actually get in the water and, and we could, you know, swim around. And then the boat comes back like three hours later and they're selling food and there's well, ladies walking around doing massages. And yeah. I'm like, well, shit, like I should have tried this a long time ago. Like it was really incredible to like get that close, like to the arches. And I don't know. I just, it gives me chills. I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. Like again, I'll be there again soon. But if you haven't, have you been on that little, I think they call it like lover beach or something like there's that Lover's beach. And then the other side, there's another one right there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the other one, but it's but so pretty yeah, and it's, it's so beautiful. Like, could you imagine taking like 20 or 30 people over there and then getting that private beach and then like doing yoga. Cause depending on what time it is, like it was when we were there, it was the afternoon, it was shaded. Mm -hmm. And like, we were just talking about how the weather is freaking perfect. And then like people could jump in the water. I don't know. I just, I, I like see it in my head, like looking at your website. I'm like, yeah, I can see this. Like it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So y'all go check out soulwork.com. And what's your favorite platform for people to connect with you? Um, yeah, just to sign up for that, um, that course there, the, how to be of service to others course. There's a lot of great information in there. Um, you know, being in touch with emails always best. And you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, my, my handle is Adi that's A D I underscore Shakti S H A K T I underscore rising. So you can find me there on Instagram as well. Awesome. This was super helpful. And thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Um, thank you, Angela. Thank you so much. Awesome. And everybody that's listening, thank you so much for your time today. And be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. 
Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.